after that, I just remember thinking like, I didn't know it could be this great. Even, even after like having planned the home birth and, you know, read a lot of birth stories and I just, I still, I hadn't ever been at a birth like that, hadn't had that experience. And, and I just, I thought, well, I think this is a fluke. We believe that not just babies are born, mothers are born too. We're your hosts, Lara, a labor and delivery nurse and aspiring midwife, and Melissa, a mother and doula. Welcome to Mother Birth, a space for thought-provoking and inspirational conversations about birth and the deep exploration of what it means to become a mother. everyone. Alara and I are here today. We're on the we're actually in Tahoe together on vacation right now, so that's exciting to be together and to get to record in person. Um, even though we're actually in separate rooms trying to uh, avoid all the sound of children downstairs. <laughs> um, we have a special guest with us today, Jessica Moore, who is actually a filmmaker and she created this really amazing documentary called Why Not Home, which is about home birth and kind of how that can integrate with the overall um, medical system around birth. So Jessica, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Um, So I'm not a filmmaker by training. Um, I'm actually a family nurse practitioner. I work at a community health center in Petaluma, California. And um, I was inspired to become a filmmaker after I had both of my children at home. Mm. And um, that's really what kind of sent me on this journey. So you're a nurse practitioner and you decided to have your kids at home. Do you just have two kids? Were both of them born at home or did you have a previous hospital birth? No, I have two children and they were both born at home. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I know that um, Laura and I both seen the documentary and we loved it. We'll obviously talk more about it, but one of the, you know, the basic premise of it is that you're kind of talking with all of these different people who work in healthcare settings, whether they're obstetricians or uh, nurse practitioners or nurse midwives or whatever, who are choosing to have their babies at home. Um, So tell us a little bit about your journey in getting to that point and deciding to have your babies at home as a nurse practitioner and, and kind of how you open that conversation with other people in that field. Sure. So, um, you know, I, I was, um, you know, trained in hospitals as a, as a nurse, um, initially, and I I worked in hospitals. I worked in pediatric intensive care, um, prior to going back to school to become a nurse practitioner. Um, I didn't have a lot of exposure to midwives or midwifery either in my kind of upbringing. My, I was born in a hospital, um, actually by C-section. I was breech. And um, so that was kind of the, the story of my birth growing up. Um, and it wasn't until I was in school to be a nurse practitioner and I did my, um, my OB rotation with a hospital-based midwifery group. So of certified mm-hmm. nurse midwives who had a practice in the hospital and they were amazing. And I just fell in love with the, the way that they were providing care and um, them personally. And I thought, oh, you know, when I get pregnant and have children, I want to, you know, I want this kind of care. Like I want to have a midwife in a hospital because up until that point, I still really didn't, didn't know anything about home birth. Um, so, you know, a few years down the road, um, 
and I'm practicing um, at a community health center and got pregnant. Um, at that time, I had a good friend, I'm still, she's still a good friend, she's in the film, um, who's a labor and delivery nurse, and she had had both of her children at home. And she was really the first person I knew who had had home births. And so just in talking to her about her experiences, um, it sort of piqued my curiosity. I started looking into it more, um, went to visit a birth center um, and loved the birth center, but kind of realized that it, it wasn't in the town where I live. And so I was going to have to drive to the birth center. And I thought, well, you know, this is kind of like somebody else's home. And I was comfortable enough with the data on safety and outcomes that, um, and I was cl I'm close to a hospital. And so I thought, you know, I think I'd just like to have my baby at home. And um, it was not something that my family, my parents were excited about. I didn't tell them until far down the road <laughs> that I was planning mm -hmm. to have a home birth um, because because of my mom's experience, um, you know, having right. C-sections with both of her kids, you know, my parents, especially my dad, I think was very oriented towards a medical model. And um, so that was, you know, difficult to navigate. And I also didn't tell some of my colleagues, like I knew some people that I could tell and would be supportive and some people that I just couldn't tell. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, after making that decision for myself and having just really amazing, ex an amazing experience, um, I met other people, you know, both colleagues that I worked with and then sort of friends of friends who had made similar decisions. Um, and, and I felt like it was a story that hadn't been told. You know, there are other films about birth and other, you know, documentaries about home birth even, but um, I felt like this particular population of family practice doctors, OBGYNs, labor and delivery nurses, nurse practitioners who are working in hospitals and really see what that's like and know intimately about the risk that's involved in birth, um, you know, these people were actually choosing, at least some of them, um, to give birth at home. Yeah. And, and I thought that that really kind of turned the conversation on its head a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I experienced, you know, when I would tell people after the fact, you know, oh, where was your baby born? You know, they were born at home. Just sort of the, the shock and disbelief of like, oh my goodness, how, like, how could you do that? That's so brave or... Um, you know, I could never do that. My baby would have died if I'd had, you know, yeah. them at home. And, and, um, and, you know, people will say that enough that it, it can't be true every time. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I really thought this was an opportunity to have a different kind of conversation. And, um, I, you know, as we were talking about before recording, um, you know, I really didn't want to make anybody into a villain because I have a lot of respect, um, you know, for people who are attending birth in hospitals. And I think that we absolutely need hospitals and I want, you know, birth in the hospitals to be better. And I think that there are, you know, there are opportunities to improve the quality and outcomes at home birth too. And I think that, um, you know, both decisions really should be respected and understood and that families should have, you know, the information and the support they need to, to make the choice that best fits their values and needs. Yeah. And I can't echo that enough in the sense of, I feel like I am a labor and delivery nurse is 
as most people listen know, and I'm becoming a nurse midwife, and I feel like something that's very common when you have had other birth, other birth support experiences. So I've been you know, doing labor support for about 10 years. And a lot of my initial support was outside of the hospital. So before I even was trained to do birth in the hospital, I had seen home birth Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. had participated in it. And I had met with those practitioners and understood how, like how they approach this care, how they approach, um, you know, the reverence of birth. And I think I began to kind of see what I, and like you said, we love that there's no one group of people that you're like, these people are wrong and these people are right because that's just not how birth is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think what I really appreciate without giving away too much about, I want everyone to watch the, the documentary <laughs> is that you present a lot of information to kind of take the two camps from being so polarized and to integrate them because the reality is a lot of people who are part of the birth world either believe birth is 100% an emergency and you need the highest medical technology available to even have birth safely Mm -hmm. and then there's a camp of people who are like I want nothing to do with technology birth is completely safe and we don't need to have any kind of intervention at all. Right, right. And then, of course, there would be people existing in between those two extremes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, that would be the majority of births would be in between those two extremes. Mm -hmm. And so I love the space that's created in that, in in the way you're saying it, by having people who are experts kind of tell their own personal journey of, of considering birth in a different, from a different lens is so powerful. And, um, I just appreciate that. I appreciate the time and, and thought you guys did into the research for the film and kind of presenting how birth is talked about in the United States. And yeah, I just, I would love to hear kind of like with your own personal experience, like you said, you had some family that was not, you were afraid to tell or not as supportive how you through that in your birth and yeah. Um, so (laughs) I remember when, um, when we actually called, so my parents, I'm from Missouri and I live in California now, but, um, so my, my parents were in Missouri and my husband called them, you know, when I was in labor with my son. And, um, so we had told them like a few weeks before actually like, Hey, you know, we're, we're actually not planning to go to a hospital and, and this is, and who's going to be here. Um, and this is our plan. And so my husband called my dad and my mom when I was in labor and, and my dad said, like, you know, just, just make sure nothing happens, you know, mm, like, right, right. like just really, I mean, you know, and that's like a, you know, parents, they always want their kids to, you know, to be safe. And, um, but, they they definitely came around after after the fact and after having such you know a positive experience um and you know a healthy grandson and then the the second time around it was just you know assumed like okay you're you're probably going to do that again <laughs> yep right. that's right we're <laughs> planning another home birth and um you know there's there's still a little bit of um anxiety on their part but i think they were they were much more open to it. Um, and really, you know, same with my colleagues after, after the first experience, um, you know, then, you know, you kind of come out and like, yep, I had a home birth and, um, you know, some of them still, I think, you know, obviously maybe wouldn't choose that for themselves, but I felt like we were able to, um, to have a little more, they were able to have a little more understanding, um, and respect for the choice. And, and, um, in the film, uh, Michelle Minical, so she was one of my colleagues who actually had both of her children at home after I had had mine at home and I was able to be there for both of her births and, and support mm, her. Great. And, 
Um, so yeah, it was definitely something that really kind of started um, for me in like my own, you know, small network and community and then sort of started looking for, for more people uh, who this was true for and, and really um, growing the conversation. Yeah. Did you find talking to your colleagues? I mean, I, I think you get into this a bit in the film too, but you know, were you, were there certain people that you felt comfortable telling that you were planning a home birth in your, sure. in, you know, in your, mm-hmm. col- among your colleagues? And mm-hmm. were there others that you were like, I'm just going to avoid the topic or yeah. how did you, how did you choose how you, you know, how you were going to talk about it? Um, so, um, you know, we have, we have nurse midwives and OBGYNs and family practice doctors that, that do the births, um, where I work. And, you know, one of the midwives, um, that I work with, she had had her children at home. And so I knew that she was obviously supportive. And so, you know, I was able to talk to her. Um, but it was, you know, I think it's, it's always a little more touchy with the OBGYNs or potentially because, you know, in a, in a perfect world, they're really managing more high risk births. So, you know, if all you're seeing is high risk birth, then you tend to kind of think that all birth is really risky. And so, so I definitely, um, I definitely didn't share initially with, um, with the OBs that I worked with. Um, and, and after the fact, you know, I told them and, um, and they, they really, you know, they were, they were pretty supportive, um, overall. So. Yeah. Do you feel like the documentary itself has been a bridge with some of those people? Have you been able to show it to people and have conversations about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, part of the, the reason that I, another part of the reason that I really didn't want to vilify anyone is because, you know, I, this is, this is my work and, and my community too. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to make anybody look bad. Um, and, and I think that people, even if they were kind of skeptical about it initially or able to see that in the film that, um, you know, it's really a safe space and for, for anyone and, you know, to, to watch and hopefully to, to take something away that, um, that can improve, you know, outcomes wherever you're practicing. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Um, just the space created for the, the idea that the practitioner you see, no matter who it is, if it's a, uh, family practice o- who does OB, if it's an OBGYN, if it's a nurse midwife, if it's a certified professional midwife, that person should be lifting up your ability to make decisions for yourself mm-hmm. and helping you find what is the best way for you to give birth. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the most important thing um, as you are making that decision for yourself about mm-hmm. birth. And I think that that is such a uh, such a great message of your film, but also just such a great message of, I think, where the birth world is heading, because the reality is that it's that unbiased support and that um, the ability to get self-confidence in yourself and making those kind of healthcare decisions. That's really that empowerment piece mm-hmm. that happens with women in birth. And you see that in the storytelling. Um, and I just feel like that should be like you said, there shouldn't be anyone in, in that team then that feels personally offended mm-hmm. if you choose a different birth outcome because right. they should or a different birth setting because they should be excited about your ability to make that decision and right. I think that that's really really a beautiful part of the film yeah 
How was your, how did your husband react to the idea of a home birth? You know, his experience was very different than mine. Um, just sort of his kind of family backstory. Like we all, we all kind of carry all of this, um, you know, lore about birth, um, based on, you know, our family of origin and, and community. And so he actually, um, was born in Zambia. His parents were, um, working at a school there. They were missionaries and, so his mom was pregnant with him when they moved to Zambia. And so he was born in rural Zambia in like a, a bush hospital. I mean, mm. and so um, that was like pretty, pretty close to a, pretty close to a home birth. I um, mean, you know, there was not, <laughs> not a lot of intervention available, you know, even if you needed it, like way less than at my home birth. So, right. so when I brought up the idea to him, I think he was like, sure, that, you know, that sounds fine. Yeah. Um, he also, you know, really knew and trusted, um, you know, the, the people that were going to be with me um, in the birth. And he, he also really, you know, trusted my judgment. And as a, as a nurse and a nurse practitioner, as somebody who, you know, has been in the hospital and, you know, trusted my judgment also. Um, so it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a, a big leap for him to get there. Yeah, I think it's very interesting engaging with partners around the topic of home birth or out of hospital birth in general. You know, and I think you're right that the context, I think that we subconsciously carried these stories yeah. of, of how we came into the world. And, right. you know, and for men, it may not be something they've ever talked about. Like men mm -hmm. don't go around swapping stories of, the, of right. their of their births. Um, right. But there's still something in there that like, that they, you know, hold on to and it, it, cre it can create that space or that um, resistance to, you know, to making choices that might seem out of the mainstream, you mm -hmm. know, way of doing things. Mm -hmm. I think with my husband, I had a home birth with my last baby and my husband was not opposed to it. I mean, he also trusted me and we'd been through, you know, a number of different birth experiences together. And I think that he trusted me, but he also was like, you know, there's just this kind of latent belief system, if you could call it that, about birth that you just kind of come up with. And and both him and his whole family were like, they really needed some time to warm up to the idea for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've known plenty of other people to be in that same boat. And sometimes the partner's just like, yeah, like this is, this is about you, you, you know, it's your choice. And other times there's a lot more, a lot more, not even necessarily resistance, but just, you know, there's a feedback loop there. Yeah. And I, I think that that's really important that, that both partners, kind of can come to some consensus and find a place where they both feel comfortable. Because I think that, you know, if you, if you have one partner, you know, if you have who, who's really against it, um, it's just going to make, it's going to change the experience and it's going to be for sure hard. So yeah, yeah I, I think that um, getting this information out, early and um you know i think one of my goals with the film is actually to to get it into more um like high school and colleges um oh. because i think that you know when when that's kind of when you first are you're open and you're kind of 
learning about like birth and human development and that sort of thing and to kind of see at that moment like oh there are other ways of doing it um to kind of plant that seed um i think it it may not be such a huge leap then later down the road when you're actually you know trying to make that decision yeah, that's definitely when people are forming their own orientation to the world and their belief mm-hmm. system and all of that. So I think mm-hmm. that's that is really key. Can you tell us a little bit about your actual births? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so my son, um, he, I went into labor with him just a week before his due date, and um, woke up at about like one o'clock in the morning with um, contractions. And um, pretty soon after that, my water broke. And I called, um, you know, our, our birth attendant and said, Hey, you know, this is I think I think this is happening. And so she's like, well, you know, try to try to go back to sleep, you know, I'm like a first time mom. And <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so I, I like, tried to go back to sleep but they were like fairly regular pretty strong and I had um you know people talk about like a labor project you know have a labor project if you're going to be at home something you can do like while you're so I was like I'm going to make banana bread and so that that had been my Mm. plan so I like get to the go to the kitchen and I'm like mashing up bananas and and I didn't get any farther than that like it just like was pretty strong from the start and um so people started getting there and um set up the birth tub and um i remember walking around the house and it was you know the middle of the night and just like so quiet and still and um it was winter and so it was like cold outside but it was warm inside and um (laughs) i was in the bathroom at one point it's still fairly early on i think but and i remember thinking like I'm not sure that this was a good idea. Like I was, <laughs> I was kind of questioning my decision because, you know, the the feeling is in, is intense. Yeah. Um, right about that time, I you know I got in the water and that helped significantly. Um, one of my friends came over. I had asked her to be there just as an extra support person, and she took over my labor project and finished finished baking the banana bread and. Um, <laughs> So after I kind of I got to complete in in the water, but then I, you know it's funny you think that you you know maybe want to birth a certain way or in a certain place or whatever, but then you just don't know what you're gonna feel like or actually want in that moment. And I kind of yeah. thought that maybe I wanted to birth in the water, but then when I got to complete and I was like gonna push, I was like I gotta I gotta get out I gotta get out I'm not I'm not in the tub anymore. And so so I got out and um, went in our bedroom and tried all kinds of different positions and I pushed for a good two hours um and uh and then he came out just vigorous and um I mean I just think that first birth especially just having never felt that before um I mean I just remember just this rush of just joy and um I mean I was crying and just so so overwhelmed with like the love that I was feeling and the relief and um you know just in our 
in our bed in our bedroom and you know just came skin to skin and um my friend brought in her banana bread that she had baked and <laughs> um and we just had like a lovely a lovely morning so that was he was he was born um at like 10 o'clock in the morning so it was like a little little less than nine hours start to finish which for a first birth i thought was That's great yeah pretty pretty rocking i was <laughs> was really pleased yeah um that's that's definitely a great length of time for a first birth. Yeah. And Were I you just, thinking? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I, I just remember after after that, I just remember thinking like, I didn't know it could be this great. Like, I mean, I, you know, even even after like having planned the home birth and, you know, read a lot of birth stories and, um, you know, birthing from within. And I just I still I hadn't ever been at a birth like that and hadn't hadn't really experienced hadn't had that experience and and I just I thought well I think this is a fluke like surely this can't be like birth can't be like this every time like it 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 probably can't be this good again you know I just I thought like that was my that was my one great birth and um it was never going to be that good again um and then and then with my second birth um was actually a very similar story and in about half the time and um you know this time my son was here with us and that was something that we had kind of gone back and forth about I was fine with him being here and um, my husband thought well, I don't know I think it might be a little too intense for him he was four at the time mm. um and so we had like kind of made a plan to you know somebody who could come and get him um would you know you never know when you're going to go into labor how long it's going to be um but I just you know told my husband all right well you know if you feel like he needs to go then you can you know arrange that when when it feels right or when the time is right um yeah but I went into labor at about three o'clock in the morning and and he woke up, you know, he just could feel and kind of hear a little commotion and, you know, people coming in. He woke up at about four and we told him, you know, go back to bed. But of course he couldn't go back yeah. to bed. He was like so awake and excited. And so then he, he was just here with us. And, you know, we had enough kind of support people that um, I didn't feel like I had to be managing him and, and my husband could could be with me too. And he kind of came in and out and um yeah and then she was born and he you know was immediately there and um that was just really incredible also to to just have this you know life-changing intimate experience in in our home with our family and just people that we love and know and yeah it was it's great how did you choose your midwife and did you have the same midwife with both births? So my, my sort of midwife story is funny because, um, so I, um, struggled with infertility and mm -hmm. had had, um, had IVF with both of my children. And so we had kind of, we, you know, spent a lot of money and done a lot of medical intervention on the on the front end and so when i was thinking about a home birth my insurance didn't cover home birth and so that was actually in a, a barrier for us and i was like oh you know i don't know if we really 
like, I don't think we really have the money to pay for a home birth out of pocket. And um, so one of my friends who's a family doctor who had just been like a support person for my friend who's an L&D nurse who had her babies at home. It's funny. We remember it differently. I remember that, that she offered, you know, that she said like, I'll, yeah. I'll support you. And, and she remembers that like I asked. So, like, <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly what happened, but somehow um, this family doctor who does OB, um, you know, was was there and agreeable to to support me so she it was she and my friend who's a labor and delivery nurse and so we put together our um you know birthing kit and had all the you know o2 and um all the all the stuff that your midwife would bring you know like we didn't have any extra stuff you know it wasn't (laughs) wasn't like they brought the or or anything um but yeah, so that's that's who was there, and and they were both there for for both of my both of my births. So it was really really oh, special. Great. I'm curious for them, and this may not be a question that you can answer for them personally, but I'm curious for the family doctor, especially how she made that choice. Like I'm I'm curious even if there were any implications for her as within her practice to be choosing yeah. to support someone outside of that practice in yeah. a different birth setting that she is not typically you know, right. you know what I mean yeah, what was yep. did you guys Absolutely. talk about that <laughs> we did we talked a lot about it yeah yeah um and and we really uh especially initially afterwards like she felt like we really needed to keep it quiet about like <laughs> yeah. who yeah. who was there you know um and uh yeah because of her privileging at the hospital um you know if there had been some kind of a bad outcome um that would have been a really big deal um totally and and she she also didn't didn't sign the birth certificate as like the person who was there so on the birth certificate it's just that we were you know um it's just like me and my husband this kind of looks like a looks like an unattended birth birth. yeah yeah Yeah. um you know it's since since then, you know, everything obviously went fine. And I mean, it's still not something that she advertises or and it's not something that she does, you know, routinely by any means. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a real gift. And, and I, you know, we talked about a lot, a lot, the, um, the kind of risk that, that she was taking on. And that's yeah. okay. Had she attended a home birth before? So just not like as the primary attendant, um, but she had been um, like the support person at a at a home birth where a midwife was you know, attending the birth. Yeah. 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 And she's just like kind of the an amazing birth person. I mean, if you were having your baby in the hospital, like you would just want her. And she yeah. she she's yeah, she's incredible. So I felt very fortunate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think that that is a barrier. Um, you know, in the film, you talk a lot about integration between home and hospital. Like, how can that relationship be better? And I think that is a barrier of integration is a lot of providers who may be open to either like attending home births or having that be an yeah. extension of their practice don't feel like they would be supported then by the system 
you know, whether it's a hospital system or, or the opposite. Yeah. I mean, it's not just that they don't feel like they would be supportive, but like, they like really can't, you know, like their, their their liability insurance will not cover them if they're doing, you know, home births outside of the hospital. Yeah. It's a, it's a real, real problem. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I was, um, I'm a doula and I was recently at a home birth that ended in an, in a hospital transfer and the midwives were amazing and they communicated really well with the hospital and you know all of that but you could still sense this sort of trepidation that like how is this transfer going to go how are we going to be received how you know what mm-hmm. kind of like assumptions are people going to make about what has happened up to yeah. this point and i think i think we all felt that you know mm-hmm. um and and i think that there's there's so much to be said about you know, the intuition of, of any birth worker, you know, but certainly home birth midwives who, who have really sort of cultivated that sensitivity and that intuition around like where, you know, where moms are and what they really need and being able to make those transfer suggestions, like at a time when it's not an emergency, which makes all the difference, you know? Right. Right. And, and I think that that's, that's huge. And, and needs to be a big part of the conversation and a big part of what, like I, like I just said, like what birth workers are cultivating, but mm-hmm. I think it's just still, it's just such a, it's such a nerve wracking <laughs> integration between those, between those systems and, and those situations in particular where you have like a transfer. I mean, that's what, that's what no one wants to happen, obviously, even if it's mm-hmm. just for the comfort of the mom or whatever. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not what you planned when you plan mm-hmm. a home birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just, it's, you know, as, as somewhat of a third party in that situation, um, it was, it was really evident that there was, you know, kind of some, um, you know, just like just some really careful treading, <laughs> you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, for, for anybody who is planning a home birth, like, you know, about 20 to 25, you know, depending on, you know, primip multip um are, are gonna transfer to the hospital and so um you you should you should actually visit the hospital and um you yeah. know even if you're planning a home birth and um you, you know see what that's like and know that like yeah you you might actually end up there and um you know that that can be okay um and we we had a funny experience so during the filming um we shot some in the hospital and one of my friends who was pregnant was was um kind of there for the for the shooting and so she met this labor and delivery nurse who had had her babies at home and um she my friend who was pregnant was planning a home birth and she ended up transferring to the hospital and Denise who she had met like when she was in the hospital for the filming, um, ended up being her labor and delivery nurse when she actually went into the hospital to have her baby. Um, Mm. so like that was, that was really sweet. And I think that, you know, the more that we can, um, make inroads and, um, you know, if you have a visit or two, you know, you can find a, a provider who is, supportive enough you know not you know to do concurrent care the whole time but just to have like a visit or two so that they kind of know who you are um you know and have some information that they know that you've been getting prenatal care and um that can make the transfer go a lot more smoothly also yeah absolutely and you in the documentary showed 
some scenes from this conference that you were at in Canada where they were kind of dem- demonstrating this new system of communication that they've been working on up there. And I actually have a friend who is a labor and delivery nurse in Canada who I recently asked her, I told her about your film and, and that um, I thought she would love it. She's actually also, she's pregnant right now and considering a home birth. Um, and she was like, I, I, you know, really wants to see it, but she was mm-hmm. basically telling me about her experience of she's in British Columbia, which is, mm-hmm. um, you know, the same province that you went yep. to. And so she knows all about what you were talking about in, in the film. And it was really interesting to hear directly from her about, you know, just how that is actually working between these, you know, out of hospital midwife practices and the hospital setting and how it can make such a big difference. Right. Because they, they actually have an integrated system. And so, so when, you know, a pregnant person comes to them, they get offered the options, you know, do you want to have this baby in the hospital? Do you want to have this baby at a birth center? Do you want to have this baby at home? And, and all of those are sort of on a continuum and, and, and integrated. So yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Anytime you can kind of work together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, versus investigate each other, which is kind of right. how I feel. a lot right. of um, the place I worked previously has done a lot of work on trying to make those transfers seamless. And a lot of that has to do with culture and education. Mm-hmm. Like you said, even in your own context, feeling like these are the people I feel safe sharing this with. And these are the people that I might tell after I have my baby. Right. <laughs> right. After I've proven everything's okay. And that, yeah. that, that exists. Yeah. And that exists in maternity care in units yeah. and hospitals too. There's, these are the nurses that are okay with taking the transfer. These are the nurses who are going to mm-hmm. say horrible things behind their back. Or mm-hmm. I love some of that kind of illumination of culture that you did using like words like train wreck or mm-hmm. like, this came in from this like, you know, this is all the things that we're judging. And I love the perspective of the midwives outside the hospital who are, are compassionate to that, but also are passionate about changing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the hospital that Lara worked at in Portland for years, I know that there's a group of midwives in Portland that are apparently it's, a, it's about to become a thing where they will have privileges at that hospital. And I think, yeah, it's so exciting. The, it's so exciting because the, you know, that continuity of care is so important for women and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever reason you're transferring for, whether it's, you know, comfort for mom or, you know, just failure to progress or, mm-hmm. you know, an actual, you know, situation where this baby needs to, <laughs> needs to be born quickly. You know, those, those moms need, they need that experience of having the people that they that they trust and have really really given themselves over to in this experience that you know that they can continue to receive that care and i think to actually allow the those midwives to to continue to be you know their care provider in that setting not just someone that's like in the right. room and you know right. providing some emotional support or whatever that looks like which is also awesome and you know mm-hmm. i don't know any midwives that don't do that in a hospital transfer situation which is mm-hmm. great but the next step is definitely allowing, you know, when it, when it's appropriate and when that midwife has, you know, sure. the right skill set to to allow that care to be to be continuous. I think mm-hmm. that's so amazing. Yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, so I am curious too, Jessica. Now you've kind of done this, um, you know, a whirlwind of traveling and research <laughs> and seeing different. Um, birth settings and different birth training settings and um, 
what would you say is really kind of the spirit of where home birth is in the United States now, 2017? It's so hard to say like in the United States because, you know, every state really, you know, regulates midwifery differently, um, you know, especially with certified professional midwives. You know, there are still, um, I think, 20 one states now that that don't uh, license certified professional midwives and where you know you can have your baby um, you can have your baby at home by yourself but you can't have your baby with a certified professional midwife um, you know without putting that midwife in uh, in yeah. danger um, and and so you know even even like state by state it's it's hard to hard to say what it is because different communities are so different and I, I really think that that's the thing that I came away with more than anything is that yes there are some structural things kind of at a national level and a state level that need to be changed um, you know to to support more integration and access um, you know I think we need more programs to train midwives um, the CMS Medicare rules need to be changed to include certified professional midwives as providers so that they can be reimbursed you know under Medicaid um, because about half of our births in the United States are um, paid for by Medicaid um, so, so there are these bigger structural things that need to, that need to change. Um, but you know, really, for for change to happen, it really does need to start in communities and at a local level. Um, and and I think there are some communities where you know that's happening and conversations are starting. And um, it it doesn't it doesn't always take that much to to get movement um, with your you know, locally when, when you start locally. And, um, that was one of the great things from the home birth summit, you know, they put together these, um, home birth, uh, transfer guidelines, best practices, mm -hmm. and those are, um, those are free and open source, uh, um, at their website, um, homebirthsummit.org, I believe. Um, and, you know, using that as kind of a guideline to bring all of the, the stakeholders in your community together, um, and really talk about, you know, okay, what, how can we implement some of these things and, and start to start to make change? Yeah. There's a lot of work to be done for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I for think sure. that is such a good, that is such a great way to kind of assess the situation, even just using the numbers of where, who is paying for our births and who is, yeah. who is also attending them. And that's something that, you know, as a sort of someone in school to be a certified nurse midwife the college of nurse midwives has been very passionate about for a long time hoping that by saying like if we attend more births it saves healthcare a lot of money right and it's proven mm -hmm. to continue to save healthcare a lot of money by because we get better outcomes right and we have shorter hospital stays and we have less incidents of rehospitalization mm -hmm. but i think the cultural piece is so hard to overcome and i appreciated so much the having an obstetrical voice in the film because I feel like that is what is so difficult to to get to kind of recruit in the sense of you know like you said most people that practice in that specialty have a lot of hesitancy of taking mm -hmm. birth mm -hmm. out of the hospital and so I appreciated um just having her voice and 
I actually watched the film with another labor and delivery nurse and she was like, and she works at a high risk hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like mm. Almost just like it's an increased irony that she would choose to have a baby at home because you'd think that she would think of all these things that could happen. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, she had a very strong belief in normal physiology birth, physiological right. birth, which is right. um, such a hard thing to kind of like you said, it can change from city to city in the same state. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not just, you know, it used to, it, and there is state culture for sure. Um, but like you said, it's really the people in the community who have that passion who will bring forth that change. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are you, what is the next step with why not home for you? Um, so right now we are, um, we're working with an outreach coordinator who's, you know, trying to get the film into, um, medical, medical schools, midwifery schools, um, you know, colleges and universities. Um, I'm really interested in developing, like I said, kind of a a program for high school students. We, we piloted that actually here, um, the one of the labor and delivery nurses her daughter is a was a junior actually is a junior this year and um, last year she took the film and a placenta (laughs) um to a high school embryology class and had Mm -hmm. a really great discussion and and so i'm looking for more opportunities to connect like you know labor and delivery nurses who are you know supportive of of home birth or of physiologic birth and um to kind of use the the film as um a teaching tool um so so i'm really excited about that it's it's available on itunes and amazon um so really just you know hoping that it will continue to be a resource for obviously for for pregnant people and for um people who are supporting pregnant people um but also for um students and providers um we've had some great showings um in hospitals um so that's really exciting that's um brought up some you know needed conversations um several residency programs um are using the film so yeah it's exciting i i will say i it's been encouraging um you know when you talk about getting the the voice of the obgyn in there um this project has allowed me to to meet just a lot of really engaged and grounded and supportive um obgyns who you know realize that that you know they they need to do you know high risk and not everybody is high risk and you know there are safe cost effective um you know great ways for people to give birth that that don't involve them (laughs) um so yeah and like it or not the patient satisfaction is becoming a piece yeah. More and more a piece of yes. care. And I think there is no doubt in my mind that individual satisfaction with these kind of options is increased. Even yeah. even if there's a transfer, even even if you end up having a sur- like having a cesarean birth, people right. still have higher satisfaction if they are given personalized midwifery care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that that is so important and then I think you did a really good job of talking about a lot of the stigma that's been 
built around out-of-hospital birth Mm -hmm. by different studies that have been published and different organizations who kind of grabbed onto those studies very quickly without maybe evaluating and just the need to kind of continue to to study and research about out-of-hospital birth too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many so many facets to it and I think you know different people consume different amounts of or kinds of information when they're making decisions, you know, some people truly make a decision based on what feels like it's going to be the best choice for them. Some people, you know, base their decisions entirely on statistics and research and you know, some people do a combination of those and I I love I love being able to integrate both of those so that people whether they're coming from a more, you know, emotional experiential angle or whether they're coming from, you know, a safety outcome um, you know, satisfaction angle that they that they can access the information that they need and sort of get both of those pieces from what you've what you've put together and I think that's huge when when I was watching it you know I it's I think it's impossible for someone like me to say that I don't have a bias I'm you know I had a home birth I you know I believe that that is you know that that is a good option for low-risk women you know I, I I personally had a satisfying you know empowering experience with that so it would be impossible to say I'm not biased but I feel like when I was watching the film that I was it gave me this set of eyes that were as unbiased as I could be under the circumstances, you know what I mean? Um, and just watching it felt like this, this is accessible to anyone, you know, this is accessible to my friend's husband who is like a, you know, a statistic hound. This is accessible to my friends who are nurses and, you know, or doctors or, or whoever, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, very accessible that way. And we did a lot of um, kind of test screenings along the way, at kind of you know when we were in the edit. And um, one of those, we had a midwife married to an epidemiologist who came and watched it. And, and the epidemiologist afterwards was like, "This was great! Like you totally like didn't shy away from the data and the numbers, and it, you know, and it was great." Yeah. And you know, and then other people who like cared less about that were like, oh, just the stories were so beautiful, you know? So, um, yeah, that was, that was really a big goal of mine also. Like I wanted to just marry the two because I think that both, both are really important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I want to come back to your second birth story a little bit. And you talked about your, your first son being there and just how he, you know, is kind of in and out and, and all of that. And I think that the decision on whether to have kids at your birth is a big one. It's a much more relevant decision when people are choosing home birth because you're at your home and mm-hmm. your kid. if you have kids, they are either going to be there or you're going to make arrangements for them to go elsewhere. I feel like when people have a hospital birth, the decision on whether to have kids there or not is, it's obviously not impossible to have kids at a hospital birth, mm-hmm. but it's just mm-hmm. not nearly as practical or likely to happen so you know I I I faced the same decision when I was when I had a home birth a few months ago and I have a son that was seven at the time and you know trying to decide whether he was there and you talked a little bit about your process in deciding that but I'm curious what it was like to actually have him there you know in in your interaction with him or lack of interaction with him as he was in and out and you know as he was whatever his involvement was when you were actually giving birth what was it like for him at, from your perception and what was it like for you um so when i was in labor it was 
mostly great. Like I, I really liked that he, you know, was there and, you know, he, when I was in the birthing tub, like he would, you know, come over and, you know, give me, help, give me a cool cloth or give me a drink, you know, like he just, he wanted to like be there and help. And, you know, he was really just picking up on the, the energy of everybody who was there. And, and they were all people that he knows, you know, and felt very comfortable with. And I think when you're, um, you know, getting midwifery care and planning a home birth, um, midwives really include the family in, you know, your prenatal visits and everything. So, um, you know, and again, it was his home. And so he was really comfortable here. Um, there was one point when I was like in transition, or I think I'd been pushing, maybe I'd been pushing for a little while. I don't know. And he was, I remember him kind of being in the room and like, talking and kind of getting kind of close and I was just like okay he he needs to leave now like this is I'm having trouble I'm having trouble focusing um but you know there were enough people and so they just you know took him in the other room and they drew and read and um and then he you know came back in and um we had you know read books you know together with him and so he kind of knew what to expect and there's there's a part in the film which it was so funny to you know when when we, um, when my daughter was born, one of my friends just took a little bit of video, you know, at the end of my, of my birth. Um, and I wasn't planning on making a documentary at that, at that time. But, um, then when I did end up making a documentary, looking back through the little bits of video that I had from my birth, and, um, I was so, so happy that we caught this bit on film where so right after my daughter was born and my son is greeting her and you know excited there's baby sister and and then he says like where's the placenta (laughs) (laughs) because you know it's like he he was just he was really excited about the placenta I don't know it's just really really funny um but I educated him well (laughs) yeah I guess so (laughs) Um, but I, I'm really glad that he was there and, and my husband ended up, you know, being happy that he was there too. I mean, like I said, I had told him, you know, if you, if you think it's too much or whatever, then yeah, you know, we have friends that can, can come and get him or, um, but it just, it just all really flowed pretty, pretty smoothly. Hmm. How long was your second labor? Oh, it was only four hours. Nice. Yeah. Was it pretty intense though? If it was that fast? Um, it was, it, you know, it, I don't remember it being so intense, but I, I just pushed longer than I thought that I would have to with my second baby. I still, like, I got to complete really fast, and I still pushed for, like, an hour and a half of that or something. And I was like, oh, mm. give me a break, because that's for real. <laughs> yeah. um, but, no, it was, it was wonderful, wonderful. So great. I feel like it's such a hard thing to plan for with siblings because you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to give have that openness and but Yeah, I, I planned to have my older one at my birth and I had kind of start and stop labor for a few days and it was on like the third day of that where I was like I feel like every day I impact something new, you know, I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. we really need to, you know, like put some more stuff in the birth area. And then, yeah. and, then and then we're like, oh, now we're ready. Now the baby will come. And then yeah. the next day is something else. And on the third day, it was like, 
oh, like I'm anxious about my son and uh-huh. we need to make other arrangements for him. Uh-huh. And then it was uh-huh. like, okay, now we're ready to have the baby. <laughs> and I don't know. I think I just, you know, I really wanted him to be there. He really wanted to be there. He still asks, you know, why he couldn't or, you know, uh-huh. expresses that he wishes he had been there. And he came back like immediately after she was born. Uh-huh. But I just had a sense that it was going to be maybe distra- distracting is probably not the right word but just that it was it was not allowing me to really like sink into yeah. Yeah. into the experience and so i think it's i think you know just and and that could be true for your husband too like right like you were saying you know if it's feeling like it's he's not able to support you the way that mm-hmm. he wants to and the way you need him to mm-hmm. then you know it may be time to make a different choice, but mm-hmm. I, I love it when it works out. I wish it, I wish it had worked out for us. Um, but I also am really glad that I figured out that it wasn't going to. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as with like anything in birth, like there's, there's not like a, there's not a right way to do it, you know? So no, no, the right way to do it is the way that the mom is most comfortable and right. most, you know, able to really just focus and be present. Yeah what's right for that family in that birth is going to be different than the next one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jessica, we are so glad that you said yes to being on the show. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. We have a little bit of, um, little bit of celebrity crush going on with you. We just, we, we think that just what you have been building and working towards and what you've created with the documentary is is so important and so special and are really excited to share your work with our listeners but also just your story and getting behind the scenes a little bit so thank you for sharing those details with us and we look forward to um sharing with our audience so we will in the show notes um we'll provide links obviously to the documentary and and show people where they can get a hold of that um and if there's anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we wrap up, anything that you're working on or, you know, um, other. Let's see. I mean, uh, we'll be at an advocacy conference in uh, D.C. in October, the Lamaze ICEA advocacy um, event. So if anybody's there, feel free to look us up. Um, and then at the Midwives Alliance of North America and California Association of Midwives uh, conference in Long Beach in November. And, um, you know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, all that jazz for, you know, what's new and next. And, um, yeah, well, excited. Yeah, we'll share links to all that stuff so people can check it out. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Mother Birth today. If you want to be a bigger part of our community, you can follow us on Instagram at motherbirth.co or connect with us on Facebook where we have all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and rate us in iTunes, which allows other people to find us and helps the show to grow. I think it goes without saying, but Mother Breast is a personal podcast created by Lara and Lisa. It's intended as general information. It doesn't constitute or substitute medical advice of any kind. You should always consult with your primary care provider with respect to your medical care. If you're pregnant, planning on becoming pregnant, or in the postpartum period.